Good morning. No, you stay there. No, no, call me. You gotta stay there. Do you wanna say hi? In three, two, one. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Today is Thursday, August 19th, 2020. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. Oh, there's cat hair on it. Several of them. No, don't lay on me. It's not going to work out well. You don't like when you do that during the show. Because you get mad because I move. You stay right there, right next to me. Lay down. No, not on me. Not on me. Ah, well, I hope you had a great Wednesday. I, had, I actually had a pretty good day. I was, I was a little surprised at how I felt at the end of the day. I don't know about you. I, I kind of take stock at the end of the day. How did today go? You know, of course, I, I try to set up to make every day a good day, but relatively, they're not all going to be the same. But yesterday was a pretty good day. I started the day off with some clients, uh, getting to do a I'm gonna be honest, an IT project that they think is a really big deal and it's not, and so it's kind of easy, and I really like the people, and they're really appreciative, and even though it's really easy, it's mildly time-consuming to do it safely. Uh, it's a big, big conversion, and uh, so I'm gonna make decent money. So that's kind of neat. Uh, what else? What else happened yesterday? After I went to this place, which is a little bit out of the way of where I normally live and work from. It's not far, but just not in the direction I typically go. I went to a coffee shop because one of my favorite coffee shops in the world is over there. So I hung out there for about an hour and a half. I got a bagel. I don't eat too many bagels, but... They make their own and they're really good. So I had a bagel uh, with lox and cream cheese and capers because my heritage. If, uh, if the idea of salmon on cream cheese on a bagel grosses you out, you're probably not Jewish. Just the same. Worked there, got some stuff done, got caught up. Came back, did some more work, client call, went to the gym. And the gym that I work out at had somebody come in that sells ice cream off a, a bicycle cart last night. So I worked out, and then I had ice cream with a bunch of people. And it was great. It was a lot of fun. And honestly, that's probably what made it great. Not so much the ice cream, but the social component. Because it's something that I've really been, been missing and struggling with, is just being around people and having conversation. Because on the plus side of being here in Vermont, we've had very, very few cases, very few deaths relative to the rest of the, the country, uh, even the world with regards to COVID. But some of, at least some, much most, whatever, of that has come from our approach, which has been to be uh, very restrictive, uh, mostly self-imposed, honestly. Uh, everybody wearing masks, hiding out, and it's, meant for people like me who live alone means our, our, our social engagement isn't very solid. 
Uh, just being at the coffee shop was nice, but nobody makes eye contact. So it was nice to have some conversation with some people. And of course, the ice cream was good. What, what was it? Um, this person, um, I don't know where she gets her ice cream. She brands it herself. So, I, but I think it's a creamery in New York. Anyway, uh, different flavors. The one I had was Syrian date and walnut. It's really good. Cat, your hair is all over my face. Why is that? So that was yesterday. Today, what's going on? Phone calls, clients, have a call with somebody who, uh, from, from the whistle kick, we'll say Orbit, and uh, I've got a project I want him to work on. Something that we're going to use, hopefully, uh, in conjunction with Marshall Journal and Whistlekick Live. Because one of our next steps with Whistlekick Live is to start connecting all those dots. I see Whistlekick Live as the, the focal point, the, the piece that brings everyone together once a month. Instead of like a staff meeting, it's much more fun. It's what's going on over here, what's going on over here, what's going on over here. How do we connect some of those dots? That's what we're working on. So I have oh, hard. So I'm gonna have a call with this individual. Sold a, a first cut mug. Was that yesterday? Maybe the night before. Sold one of these to somebody in this audience. I'm not gonna not gonna name names, but thank you. What's that mug? $13.99 with shipping, free shipping. It's cheap. I think we break even on it. Most of the stuff we sell, we just break even on. I'm fine with that. What else? What else is going on? Um, oh, there was a hummingbird just there. Oh, it's cold as crap outside. It was 45 degrees when I woke up. It's August. Why is it 45 degrees out? Can you imagine camping outside right now? I've done it. I've, I've camped in weather, in weather like this. I've actually slept in my car when it was 40, although that's, that's probably better than a tent. I did have a sleeping bag. You keep wanting to sit on me and I'm not going to let you. You just lay next to me. No. <sighs> so, yeah, let's see if I can make today as good of a day as, as yesterday. And let's see what you all wrote in for me to talk about. And if you're new, because I have no idea when new people watch this show. Uh, oh, there's something to talk about in a second. Uh, if you're new, you may not know that just by dropping a comment below here on YouTube, you will get me to talk about it, whatever it is. You can leave me a quote or a question or a story or something, and I'll read it. Today's episode of Martial Arts Radio is about First Cup. I realized that we did, I think we did an announcement episode years ago, and I have not, I've barely talked about First Cup since. So we did an episode talking about First Cup, talking about how here it is, and that's today. So maybe we'll get some new people checking it out. 
We'll see. We'll find out. All right. Let's start with Frank's quotes here. We got stuff from Frank and Gabe this morning. He who conquers others has force. He who conquers himself is strong. Lao Tzu. What is strength? We think of strength in one way when we talk about our people. But when we talk about anything external to ourselves, when we talk about, especially inanimate objects, what do we mean by strength? That tree is strong. It's stable. It's rooted. It's firm. It is able to survive. If we think about a building, same kind of thing. And yet, when we talk about living on living things, animals, we tend to change that definition pretty dramatically, don't we? Strong suddenly becomes how much we can lift and move. It becomes external. So if we think about strength in terms of who we are, there's external and there's internal. And most of the world focuses a lot of time on the external. And yet the internal strength is so much more important. If you are internally strong, if you are mentally strong, emotionally strong, if you are resilient, if you are stable, rooted, dependable, not only do you make your life better, you make the lives of those around you better. And this is something that we think about as martial artists. We talk about this at times. And whether or not we talk about it, whether or not we realize it, the typical training that most martial artists go through improves this. You're dealt blows, physical and emotional. There are setbacks. There are things that you have to overcome. And if you don't overcome them, you probably quit. If a tree doesn't overcome the storm, it falls. It stands strong, strongly. Stand strong until the storm passes. Same with the building. This is what strength means in this context. This is one of the peculiarities of, of English is, and, and I don't know other languages to know if this is true of other languages so much, but we have these individual words that have so many contexts, so many meanings. And it can be really easy to forget what they mean. And we do have other words that we can use. But not everyone knows them. You know, when I think about something like that, I think about the Eskimos have 40 or something, 400 words for snow. We call it snow. They have a word for every different kind of snow and where it is and falling, texture, etc. I think that's neat. It'd be quite the vocabulary we would need if we did that with everything. It'd be worth trying. She's starting to settle down. The warrior guided by the spirit serves humanity. The warrior without serves the ego. Soke Bazad Amadi. I 
love this. This should go on a t-shirt. The warrior guided by the spirit serves humanity. The warrior without serves the ego. We've talked, not recently, but we've talked about what, what the role of a warrior is and how a warrior serves in, in peacetime as well as times of violence. And so here's another example of, of different definitions. Spirit. What do we mean by spirit? In this context, to me, spirit is integrity. It's code. It's uh, budo. You know that word. It's conscience. And we've We've talked about this a lot on martial arts radio over the years, about how many high-ranking martial artists haven't developed this, and they act from ego. And it becomes especially bad when their physical skills start to deteriorate, because they're not left with anything that they see as, val as valuable. If the only thing you have to provide to your students is a demonstration of what their technique could look like, you're going to become a very unhappy person as you age. I was playing with some kicks last night. What, there's, a, there's a kick that I don't use very often, but I forget, and it actually fits in very well with the way I spar. And it's a spinning roundhouse kick. Spinning round, spinning, turning, whatever you might call it. Um, it's like a spinning back kick or a spinning side kick. But you hold the chamber, you hold the leg up a little bit longer. And the idea is you come around the, the backside of the head. People think you're spinning by them. You know, if, a kick, if somebody spins, if that kick comes this way, you see that leg? You're gonna you're gonna defend here in whatever way you're gonna expect the kick here, but the leg comes and comes this way. It takes a lot of accuracy, a lot of practice on that kick. And it's I was playing with it last night. I have not thrown that kick in a long time. I would be very nervous to throw that on a person right now. I miss sparring. Gosh, when was the last time I sparred? I miss punching people. I miss getting punched by people. I miss all of it. Uh, sad. Makes me sad. Um, good friend has a host a competition. Probably the second biggest one in Vermont in October. And it was just announced as being cancelled. Which if that's getting canceled, that probably means that, because it was held in the high school gymnasium, probably means that our hopes of having free training day are done. I don't know how I feel about that. I do know how I feel about that. That makes me sad. I'm not quite ready to give up on that. It's still August. It wouldn't take very long to put that together. I would probably need 30 days notice. 
last year we held it in what, November. The plan is to see what goes on the first few weeks of school. See if I can reach out to some schools and do some things. One of the challenges is going to be that we get people coming in from out of state. And people get all bent out of shape about that. I wish I had a bunch of land. Who do I know with a bunch of land? I'm going to have to think about that. Protecting yourself is self-defense. Protecting others is warriorship. Bodhi Sanders. Protecting yourself is self-defense. Protecting others is warriorship. It's a solid quote. That's, yes. It's very simple, very elegant. I like the concept of the warrior. We think about the warrior as going off to do battle. Uh, classically, we think about the warrior as being a soldier, part of an army, part of a force going out to do these things. But the more I've come to think about a warrior, especially you know, as we talk about it on this show, if we think about a warrior as someone who is hell-bent on protecting others in their community, I identify with that. I have people in my life who I have worked to protect without their knowledge. I have worked to protect people when they've been reluctant to admit that there was need for it. And I suspect most of you do things like this, whether you realize it or not. If you see, uh, let's say, a situation where someone could become a victim, maybe you linger a little bit longer and just observe. Maybe when someone's being unsafe, you just kind of let them know how you feel about it. One of my core philosophies in life is to do a little bit more than my share. So if we talk about this idea of warriorship, what is my share? Well, it's to not harm anyone else and to take care of myself. What's well, a little bit more than that? To put in a little bit of effort to take care of others. What happens when everyone does that? We're fine. Right? If everyone does their share plus a little bit more, in fact, there is, if everyone does their share, there isn't more to be done. But if everyone does their share plus a little bit more, you set an example. You, you show the world what's important, and hopefully others follow. They follow your, your lead. Your technique means nothing if you're not using your talents for the betterment of humanity. Gene Dunn. Frank, th th these are 
great and, and they combine well. So thank you. you. You gave me a theme today, which Gabe gave me a hard left, which I like. I like talking about different stuff, but I also like how these four quotes are kind of building on a concept and it's getting my mind working in a certain way. Your technique means nothing if you're not using your talents for the betterment of humanity. Well, I don't know who Gene Dunn is, but I'm glad he said this. How do we better humanity? I just talked about it. It's, it's paying attention to what's going on. It's being willing to step in if need be. I remember this time in high school. And this still surprises me that I did this because it was... I don't want to say it was out of character. But it was really scary to do. A friend of mine was getting picked on. We had just gotten off the bus. We're in the main hallway of the high school. I was probably a sophomore, 10th grade. My friend Jeff was a year older, 11th grade. And this other kid in my grade, Ryan, was picking on him. Jeff and I were nerds. We were used to getting picked on. But Ryan had Jeff up against the wall. And I don't, I don't remember why. I don't remember what the context was. But I just walked over to him and I just, and I don't know that I had to touch him. I think I might have grabbed him. I said, you will leave him alone. And it shocked probably all three of us. To my knowledge, Ryan never touched Jeff again. Jeff was upset. He was upset with me for stepping in. I mean, I think he, in hindsight, I think he felt I made him look weak. But that's a good example of protecting people, even when they may not realize they need it. Could the situation have been handled differently? As adults, maybe. I think it, you know, as a, what, 15-year-old kid. I think it was the right way to do it. Interestingly, I have no idea what happened to Jeff. He's not on social media. Should look him up. He did karate back in the day. So did his brother, Mike. One more. All right, this is from Gabe. Completely different subject matter. What caused you to pursue the tech slash computer industry? I've mentioned before my first business out of college was an IT consulting company. And how did I get there? Um, started as an interest that became an accident. I had my first computer when I was like five or six. Started to learn programming. And... Didn't really love programming, but loved computers because they had games. So I learned a lot about computers and setting them up and optimizing them. And the optimization side really interested me. Went to college, bought my first computer, my, my first own computer. And I was on that thing constantly because we had a fast internet connection. I had a dial-up modem at home. 
and I was all over the internet learning a ton, building web pages, majored in computer science, computer science and philosophy. Started working for the IT department, started doing some work on the side, graduated college, came to Vermont, thought I had a job doing IT at Dartmouth. I was their second choice out of like 20 people. They said they were gonna create a position for me, they didn't. Ended up working at Staples, because I worked at Staples in college. And what they were paying me was nothing. And they said, this isn't going to last. So I said, all right, I will do some more consulting. And I had a great opportunity to connect with people because people would come in to Staples looking for help. And Staples would sell you a computer. And there was even a, a little bit they would do in the back, which I always did it. But they weren't sending people out to your house or anything. This is back before the Geek Squad. And so finding someone was a challenge. I saved up pretty much all of my first two paychecks to buy insurance. This was just after Y2K. So anything related to computers insurance was expensive. I think I spent $600 for a year of insurance. And just started doing work for people and it grew and grew and I reduced my hours at Staples and grew and next thing I know I have employees and a store and more employees and a second store and then back to one store and did that until 2014. I like technology for a few things. It enables you to do more. I Because of technology we're able to I'm able to reach you. I'm able to talk about martial arts. I, I could do this without. I could do this and just sit on the porch. That would be weird. I could try to rent a hall and have people come watch or listen. Nobody's going to do that. That would be strange. So technology creates reach. It allows people to connect the What's, what's the saying for martial arts radio? Connect, educate, and entertain. It allows all of those things to happen more broadly and more powerfully. Technology also there's a correlation there with martial arts. And if you go back, if you if you've been listening to martial arts radio for a while, you know that there are quite a few people involved in martial arts who are also involved in tech. Now, there are a lot of people involved in tech in the world these days. But the, the percentage of overlap between martial artists and people involved in tech, it's far beyond, as far as I can tell, it's far beyond just coincidence. The, the Venn diagram intersection, if we're going to be nerdy, there's, there's something to be said there. And why? I think it's a mindset. I think the mindset of someone who enjoys martial arts, developing skill, improving, sharing, figuring out puzzles, right? Sparring, self-defense. These are all, it's, it's a two-person puzzle. Right? You have to work things out. Same thing with technology. Most people involved in technology enjoy the challenge. And that's what you have from both of these. These. I tried to combine those and these. Dois. And that's what I like about it. I like that you can come up with a plan and work through the plan. And if the plan is working, great. If it's not, you 
come up with a new plan. That's sparring. That's the real-time act in sparring. If what you're doing is working, keep doing it. If it's not, then you change. And of course, when I say sparring, I mean any kind of free-form partner work. I know that, uh, for example, in BJJ, they don't usually call it sparring, they call it rolling. Right? Rolling around on the ground with other people. So I think that's, that's it. It's a puzzle. I like puzzles. Not literal puzzles. Literal puzzles pretty much drive me insane. I will do them once in a while. Most of the time, though. No. But other puzzles. How do we figure this out? That's, it's the same reason I'm in business. Being in business for yourself is a puzzle. It's challenging. And that challenge allows you to develop skills and learn and I think that's great. Okay. Let's call it. All right. If you have stuff you want to ask me, have me respond to, drop it below. If you're listening in audio and you still and you want that, email me, jeremy at whistlekick.com. Yes, you can listen to us in your podcast player, or you can catch us, me, on YouTube live weekdays, 6.30 a.m. Eastern. If you want to support the work that we're doing, it's Patreon or it's the store at whistlekick.com. You've got the code PODCAST15 to save 15% off. We've got training programs and all kinds of other good stuff over there. And I think we'll say that's it. All right. Take care, everybody. Have a fantastic Thursday. And I will see you back here tomorrow for the Friday episode. Peace.